0: Thanks for listening to Hit Subscribe, I'm your host, Scott Mickeljohn. On this episode, we're chatting with Marco Wittich, president and co-founder of Campfire Treats, the makers of healthy, all-natural dog treats and chews. Marco shares with us where the idea for the business came from, as well as the numerous lessons they learned about running a DTC business in their first year. We then dive into why subscriptions were a perfect fit for Campfire Treats and how they benefit both the customer and the merchant in a variety of ways. Lastly, Marco shares the brand's philosophy of doing the right thing whether that's through ethically sourcing their ingredients or their various sustainability efforts. There's a lot to get to, so let's get started. Marco, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me, Scotty.
0: Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about Campfire Treats?
1: I sure can. Uh, my name is Marco. I'm from originally from Germany, as most people kind of figure out in the first seconds of me talking. <laughs> Uh, My my background is um, business to business. So over the the last 10 plus years before starting Campfire Treats, I was running um, companies and larger organizations um, in in technical uh, environment. And um, yeah, now it's Campfire Treats, all natural dog treats.
0: So how did this idea for Campfire Treats start? Like when, when did it start percolating in your head?
1: It, it all came um, along with our dog. So um, Evishla, um, Pippa, she's by now 10 years old. And when we were uh, looking for food and treats uh, for her, we didn't really like what we've seen. So uh, lots of chemicals in there, lots of additives, preservatives, and we felt that is not really necessary. And so we uh, started making treats for her by ourselves. Uh, using our small kitchen dehydrator, mm-hmm. basically making non-spiced jerky for her out of um, premium uh, meats like like we eat ourselves. Uh, she loved them. Um, the dogs of friends and neighbors loved them, and that eventually sparked us the idea: hmm, maybe there's a market for her, because that really high-end uh, treats. And uh, yeah, then we we digged into it and. Yeah. Uh, Shortly after the idea of starting Campfire Treats was born,
0: I remember you talking about in our pre-call. You just took a look at the back of a brand-name treat, treat or food, dog food, and you just didn't even recognize some of the ingredients in here. Just chemical, that, chemical. That,
1: that's, that, that's quite true. I mean, if you if you look at um, um, standard dog food, um, it it reads like a science book. It it doesn't really read like food, and food you should recognize. It, <laughs> yeah. it should just be meats and fruits and veggies or what, what, whatever you're eating or whatever you're giving to your dog, it, it should not read like a science project. And uh, we, we are a nation of dog lovers. I mean, there, there are more than 80 million dogs in the US. That is almost the population of Germany, to put it in contrast. <laughs> and, 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 and still, our standards uh, are among the lowest in the world. Uh, so uh, it's, um, it's just not right. That's yep. at least that at least was our feeling, and um, so we, yeah, we, we we jumped into it and uh, started to research and um, started to toy around with the idea, and um, it, that was in, I think it was, somewhere end of first quarter seventeen when we really started mm-hmm. to get serious about it, and um, it took us three quarters of a year to get um, everything prepped up. So mostly focused all around rules, regulations, uh, making sure that we can make uh, the treats in the way we want them, that we get shelf stability, lots and lots of discussions with food laboratories to get things tested and retested and triple tested um, and all that. And uh, yeah, we went uh, online or went live uh, during the last days of 2017.
0: I remember you talking uh, is, about those uh, that first year of being live, and I loved this quote that you said. <laughs> you said, uh, you just don't know what you don't know. I, I chose the the nicer yeah. quote, aside from you saying, and, first year is a total disaster.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, we 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 were either the non-usual entrepreneurs or we were the exact entrepreneurs. So we came in as total outsiders, and we, yep. as my wife Stevie and I, So we were in our 40s, Um, we had no previous professional pet food experience, we had zero direct-to-consumer experience, and we had absolutely no e-commerce experience. And uh, during these nine months I just mentioned before going live, we put a lot of focus around pet food. We wanted to make sure that we really got the product right. And we did. Um, Direct-to-consumer um, we expected, as our focus was and still is, almost exclusively online, mm-hmm. that it will be very anonymous, um, that not a lot will happen in terms of interaction with customers. Mm, wrong. Very wrong. <laughs> very wrong. At, at least when you're in an, in an, a pet environment or a oh, dog yeah. environment, uh, so we had lots and lots of interaction with customers. We got feedback on the product. We heard stories about um, dietary issues with dogs, what they can eat, what they can't eat. We heard loving stories about pets and previous pets and uh, got photos, got videos, got phone calls. And it was almost like we expanded our family uh, with with some real uh, loyal customers. And uh, so that helped us a lot to get around uh, the direct-to-consumer part, um, not in a professional way, but in a way that we were able to listen to people and um, took advantage of the feedback we got. Totally. And uh, that, that, that was a fantastic learning curve and, and still is, so we really, really appreciate that part. But, um, yeah, as I mentioned in, in our... Pre-talk, uh, the true disaster was <laughs> e-commerce, uh, yes. simply due to the fact that I thought uh, that is maybe the easiest part out of the three elements, yes. and so uh, focus on the product, um, the uh, business uh, direct to consumer as a learning part, uh, and e-commerce, mm, bad, bad, bad surprise. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, as as you said, the 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 real struggle was not knowing what I didn't know, mm-hmm. and um, that is a dire situation to be in, because when you don't know what is causing the problem, there are all these kind of agencies which are suddenly popping up, offering a, a gazillion uh, kind of services, but you don't know if that is. A good agency or a bad agency. If you're Overpriced. just been ripped yeah, off, totally. Uh, if, if they even know what they talk and price points, nothing. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, yeah, it 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 was a long list. So we had technical issues, we had navigational issues, um, we did not show up in Google search results. Sure. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> you 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 name it, it was our problem. <laughs>
0: I think um, it's, uh, oh, sorry, keep going. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was just a, a a very, very, very frustrating time, and it took us almost a year to figure things out.
0: Well, yeah, it's just like you mentioned, Like, you have the product figured out, you've got this experience figured out, but then it's that you switch the flip, and then you're like... Why aren't customers finding us? We want to meet them where they are, but why aren't they able to find yeah. us? So and what was, and yeah, what was the solution for you there? I remember you talking about it, how you eventually started to get there?
1: yeah, it it was just, uh, yeah, it was <laughs> wild times. Um, I per accident ended up in a in a in a group of Australian female entrepreneurs. and they were, Focused all around search engine optimization, yep. and the lady who's running that group, she's she's amazing. So she's she's well known in in Australia and probably beyond that. And uh, so uh, that group helped me to, to to get on track, and so fixing website issues and uh, really um, becoming visible within Google, yep. and totally trivial. Things uh, for for those who are in the industry, but for for us, it was an, a nightmare. And eventually, um, yeah, we we started building up a little tech stack as well. So uh, adding reviews, obviously, you need those for direct to consumer business. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, um, then email marketing, uh, which mm-hmm. isn't that super, or at least wasn't that super important in in the previous industries I worked in. Um, adding um, text and um, um, email to it and obviously subscriptions and um, that um, yeah and um, especially subscriptions turned out to be one of the the, the probably best um, investments in technology we could have added to our website.
0: I really liked the origin of your subscription program Um, and it's all centered around this kind of paradigm shift you had of oh, we really got to focus on this communication with our customers, that that feedback. And so you had mentioned, I'd love for you to tell the story, but a loyal customer just reached out to you and inquired about subscriptions.
1: Ab- ab- absolutely, it, it it was a loyal customer who had ordered n- numerous times from us before and she just said, Marco, my, my days are too busy. And um, so I don't really want to spend time on reordering and reordering and reordering again, or even worse, forgetting to order and my two doodles are out of treats. And so, um, have you thought about subscriptions? And I said, mm, to be honest, no, I have not. Um, but um, let me look into that. And so, uh, eight weeks later, we went live with Recharge.
0: Oh, I love to hear that. It is and... funny. It's. Uh, I was just going to say, food and bev, these like perishable things, dog treats, those are things that when you run out and then you're like, oh no, I have to run to the store, it's just so inconvenient. So it totally makes sense. Uh...
1: It, it, it makes perfect sense and we, we have subscription windows between two and eight weeks and that seems to to cater for for, for everybody's needs and uh yeah that's 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 working perfectly oh, that's so and subscriptions idea. are outgrowing our overall growth uh, ever since we, we we launched subscriptions and uh, it's been nothing but perfect for us and and for our customers obviously too
0: have you noticed anything and speaking of establishing these relationships with customers has subscriptions helped that grow because there's so many more like multiple contact points with them
1: Uh ab- ab- absolutely um so typ- typically or yeah yeah I would say almost typically a uh, customer start off with with one or two um um orders without su- subscribing totally. just yep. to test things out mm-hmm. so want to see the product want to see how their dogs react once they feel comfortable, they jump right into subscriptions and um, typically starting off with uh, just one or two products and then eventually expanding and you see that um, people are changing the treats and choose and adding and removing and just playing around with it and, and changing things uh, to keep their dogs excited. And along with that, we, we get a lot of um, feedback from our customers. And so um, many of the products we're making today are based on customer subs- uh, feedback. So, uh, oh, no, my dog is uh, allergic to chicken, which unfortunately is a uh, pretty big issue, especially with pit bulls and pit bull yep. mixes. And uh, so can't you add uh, turkey? Sure. Uh, <laughs> so we looked for turkeys and um, added turkey products and then uh, okay uh, my dog really loves to chew Uh, what about bully sticks Um, Mm -hmm. can you make bully sticks Um, we don't know but we'll look into it (laughs) if we can make them and uh, trial and error and um, we added bully sticks and uh, um, yeah totally odorless um, bully sticks from california cattle and um, yeah, people people love them, dogs love them. And uh, another thing is, um, that was, again, in the very, very early days, uh, a lady reached out and she was looking for treats for her disabled customer, uh, husband, who was uh, a veteran, and she asked for a veteran discount. And I said, never really thought about it but uh, then uh, she told us uh, her story and we thought uh, it makes a lot of sense adding a, a veterans discount. And again, a couple of weeks later, we introduced the veterans discount. And uh, yeah, so 15% of lifetime for, for um, our um, current and previous service members and all just listening to customers. And um, it's, uh, it's um, partly touching. It's uh, definitely always fun. Um, well, mostly fun. Sometimes it's hard. Uh, <laughs> what you get in feedback if you uh, if you goof things up, um, but it's always a learning, and that is uh, what keeps us growing and uh, what we really, really enjoy.
0: It sounds obvious, right? but it is it is just one of the best north north stars, and it's listening to your customers. You know, asking for feedback and hearing from them.
1: Uh, it it. It absolutely is, and um, as, as I said initially, it, it came as a total surprise. So, uh, My online ordering behavior so far has always been, uh, I look at things and click on buy and end of story. Um, I never well, barely reach out to any businesses, at least not to online businesses. Um, but, uh, very, very different in the, in the dog world.
0: Yeah. Of course. And, uh,
1: it's, it's, it's amazing.
0: Yeah. From, um, the business side of things, how have Scription's been able to help you guys grow and kind of optimize the business? Uh, I'm thinking in terms of recurring revenue, we hear from a lot of merchants, you know, being able to forecast out that we know some of this is going to come in, um, is just so beneficial to thinking about how we can continue to plan for future quarters. Have you found that in your own experience?
1: Absolutely. Um, it is, uh, first, first of all, oh, and, 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 uh, part of the business which is growing faster than, than our one to one or individual transactions. So that is good. Um, the, 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 the planning horizon is amazing for us because, as you said, uh, we, we can forecast uh, future business. Um, but, uh, yeah, it just adds stability to everything. It, it it just puts in the foundation uh for the for the next couple of months. and we we know what to expect. and uh, we we know who are our 20% percent who are bringing in the business, because 20 applies to pretty much every aspect of any business. And no, no different to us. So it's um, these, these 20% of, of our core customers who are bringing in the business. And uh, quite often we we know their stories. We, we see their um, um, planned out subscriptions. Um, and uh, that is just, uh, yeah, awesome. Awesome for them. Fantastic for us. And uh, I could not... Think of uh, really running our business without it.
0: Love to hear that. Yeah, it, it is mutually beneficial. Helps the customer, helps the merchants. So that's great to hear. I was, and, um... and
1: it's oh, please, easy yeah. and convenient. It's easy yeah. and convenient for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you just log in. You add your products. If you have a one-off purchase, you can add it two, no problem whatsoever. Um, modify, change at any time. No 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 hooks in there. Uh, no risk in there yeah and um, and in addition to that uh, we we are offering a little saving to our customers as well which the which they happily take
0: oh yeah and yep. so
1: it's it's absolutely the perfect win win for everybody
0: speaking of those customers and when you yourself are thinking of the business going back to looking at the label on the uh, the dog food and seeing things you didn't recognize i would love to chat to you about we were talking in our pre-call about ethical sourcing and sustainability but let's focus on ethical sourcing first because um, i know that's near and dear to your hearts because not only do you want to find good food you want to make sure that these animals that the people that are contributing these ingredients were treated fairly and ethically
1: uh yeah it's it's another part of uh, our evolutionary development of the business so when we started off it was clear that we will you only use human-grade ingredients. So, just food items we would eat ourselves, maybe except the bully steak. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, even there, um, um, we we don't source from overseas. We don't source from 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 dodgy suppliers. Uh, everything is as local as possible, and in any case. Um, uh, so within the U.S., but the vast majority real proximity here in Northern California. Um, and uh, yeah, one one day I read an article about uh, chicken farming, and I learned um, nine billion chickens are bred in the U.S. for food every year. Nine billion, um, and. Uh, that was a surprisingly large number Um, um, but even more surprising for me was uh, the slaughter age of a chicken and i'm not sure if i mentioned that in in our pre-call it's around eight weeks and uh, that means most fruit and vegetables grow slower and i personally find that not really right because these are uh, overbred um, breeds, uh, they're they're brought up in factory farms. 99% of all chickens never see daylight in their life, and probably the best day in their life is the day they will eventually be slaughtered. Mm. And only 1% chicken is uh, of the chickens that live in in an environment uh, which is species appropriate, and it is just not right. Um, is my deep belief. Uh, I mean, we're, we're making products for pet lovers. We're making products for dog lovers. And um, we, we, we can't make that on the expense of other animals. Yes, I mean, a, a dog is a carnivore. So uh, yes, they will eat meat. Uh, But uh, on purposely uh, accepting that uh, the animals are having a horrible life we use for our treats, not acceptable. So we joined the Better Chicken Commitment. That is a global initiative to improve the life of um, chickens uh, in general. And that was our starting point. With that, we got um, um, in touch with um, um, organizations um, being involved in animal welfare. And uh, kind of continuously kept on educating ourselves, and we 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 discussed that back and forth, and that okay, the better chicken commitment is just we promise uh, that we will um, um, transition to uh, well-treated animals um, sometime in the future, and um, we then that. that's just not good enough for us. We want to have a, a third party certifying that, um, that we actually do what we're talking about. And so um, we reached out to Global Animal Partnership, uh, which is um, the leading um, animal welfare organization when it comes to, to, to animals for food in, in North America and went through a certification process. And uh, today, um, all of our chicken products, all of our turkey products, and um, selected uh, beef products are certified by them. And um, it's an ongoing process. We still have some gaps in in, uh, our supplies, but we are um, on the the path to transition to um, exclusively um, well-treated farm animals, the, the way it should be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an ongoing development, and we, we, we just want to have things in, in line with our beliefs and the beliefs of our customers, too. They, they, they're highly appreciative what we're doing here because um, they're all animal uh, lovers, and uh, when, you, when you provide a little bit of background information, what's happening in the industry, uh, people are um, very, very often just uh, shocked.
0: I think that's very admirable and to be committed to that path that you spoke about. I loved your quote um, from a pre-call you mentioned, we're just trying to do the right thing and to think about it could be easy. It could be cost saving to turn a blind eye, you know, to just be like willfully ignorant because there is some sort of financial benefit. But I think it's it's just so admirable to say, no, that's not right. We don't want to run our business like that. We want to be able to know that we're we're doing at least the right things that we can continue on this path. I think it's great.
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, and I think it, it's exactly like you like you said. Uh, it's easy to take shortcuts, but uh, at the end, we are we're we're animal lovers. Uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're dog lovers, and um, that includes at the end all animals. And uh, we we feel that we bear a special responsibility for for animals which are uh, bred for food uh, or for their meat and so there is no reason not to make sure that they're having an as good living as possible and the benefits to that is the food is so much more nutritious of course yeah. uh, it's uh, it, it's better tasting and everything. and many of our customers are making blind tastes with their dogs uh giving them our treats and giving them other treats and uh we 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 only only heard um, dogs always go for our treat, <laughs> and we 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 believe it's uh, the ingredients and and the freshness, and um, so we feel we are we are on the right path there, and just uh, yeah in line with our hearts as well.
0: Yeah, it's so important the values connecting with your customers through shared values. Uh, I think that's wonderful. Speaking of another shared value, I know you chatted about being from California, seeing recently over the last couple of years, the wildfires that are growing and kind of having this feeling as a business owner that you wanted to do more for the environment. So I'd love for you to speak about that, some things that you guys have done to try and help out with sustainability efforts.
1: Yeah. And and, and another thing based on observation, what's happening around us, and um a little bit of research. So um, where, where we live, we're, we're living at the, the foothills of Sierra Nevada at the at the, the border of the Sacramento Valley. So uh, summer temperatures are here in the well above a 100. Um, where we, we've seen many record summers um, since we moved to the US since we moved to that area. So, temperature is rising. Uh, We're we're uh, we're living in one of the worst droughts in in the history of California. Um, And uh, we see uh, our oceans not really being in bad shape. And at the same time, with our growing business, um, we've seen more and more plastic moving through our facility. Um, Because right now, we we can't get around uh, plastic packaging. to protect our uh, food items, mm-hmm. um, um, but it again didn't feel right, and so we looked at where can we eliminate plastic. And first thing was obviously shipping. There is no need to uh, to close a shipping box with uh, with plastic tape. There is no need for bubble wrap. You can do that um, with um, paper tape. Um, you can use paper for cushioning. It's not costing a penny more. Um, and uh, in fact, a, a paper tape is uh, temper-proof and, uh, opposite to a plastic tape, not costing more. Um, and so we transitioned to that. But maybe maybe one step back, uh, why uh, Why we really started to become critical about plastic. So plastic is mega convenient um, um, because it's cheap, it's durable, it's, it's suitable for so many things from medical devices to um, the, the back of chips or the back of uh, dog food to protect the content. But at the same time right now, um, there, I, I think it's 400 million tons of plastic being produced annually. And the forecast is that that number will double over the next, I don't know, 10 years or so, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. And plastic isn't that super old. Um, So, um, at least my grandparents hardly had any plastic products around them. Um, And um, yeah, the pet food industry in the US 300 million pounds of multi layer plastic Mm -hmm. uh, per year, which is basically non recyclable. Um, And talking about recycling, um, your guess on how much plastic gets recycled?
0: I was trying to find this fact you, because I wrote about actual recycling packaging materials for your business, um, so you tell me the answer, because I'm going to say <laughs> it's, like it's, 5%, what is it?
1: It's it's less than 10%, oh, Scotty, and, yeah. so, um, and that makes plastic the most widespread pollutant on our planet, and um, plastic can be found everywhere, at the bottom of the sea, um, on the highest mountains, uh, there is no country, there is no continent, plastic is everywhere. And um, it's increasingly polluting uh, food chains. And uh, recent studies earlier this year has first time uh, proven uh, microplastic or nanoplastic particles in, in, in human bloodstreams and human organs. And um, that tissue can't be healthy. And so we said we need to do something about it. And so besides efforts in eliminating plastic, as, as I mentioned, for example, in, in, in packaging materials, Um, We uh, looked for other ways we can um, support things, and so we came across uh, uh, a company uh, named Repurpose Global, and um, they are um, super active in helping to remove plastic uh, from the environment. And so we, we uh, got in partnership with them, and we're now paying them to collect as much plastic as we're using in our operations. So from incoming um, uh, plastic packages, um, our suppliers are using for plastic, uh, we use as part of the production process, so um, boxes with, with soap are made out of plastic and so we calculate that in, um, we calculate uh, our project, uh, our product packaging in and so the total sum of what we use um, is being collected and so as a sum, uh, we, we get into a zero and so we are an officially plastic neutral certified brand. Uh, it's not a perfect solution but it's a kind of a stopgap gap solution. And uh, the only solution we see so far till um, um, there is really fully biodegradable plastic available, which can do the job.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, again, it, it feels like doing the right thing here. And it, it, it kind of fits to, to, to what we're doing. So we're all natural. We're, we're uh, making handcrafted products. We're making it in the US. We're taking care of animal welfare. And we're trying to protect our environment as good as we can, and that is kind of the foundation of what we're doing today. And uh, it all evolved over time, and will probably keep on evolving. And that that is a fun, and lots of it is just discoveries by yeah. ourselves, feedback from our customers, and um, yeah, just trying to keep the eyes open to um, to, to keep on going.
0: When I was writing this article about sustainable packaging, one of the things that shook me was uh, plastic can decompose. It just takes 500 to a million years to do so. Let's say like either 500,000 or So like, (laughs) we're just ridiculous just to think about all that floating around. The more we make, the longer it takes to to leave our earth. So um, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I, I would like to do this, but again, like I, I'm trying to keep costs cheap. I'm trying to think about like how to keep this business running. Just like you said, um, it's just about being on the path, just thinking about it for the future, thinking about the tiniest ways that you can contribute to helping your company be more sustainable. As long as you're doing that, then then you're doing the right thing. You know, like I, so as you said, it's a process that evolves and just be working towards doing the right thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. And it can be done. And yes. um, I'm, I'm always super frustrated when, when we order from um, any of the super big companies and still packaging full of bubble wrap. I, I mean, why does a, a box uh, with a T-shirt in contains bubble wrap? Why is a T-shirt again um, in, in a plastic bag? Uh, why is a box sealed with uh, plastic tape? Uh, all just... Not necessary, uh, and I would almost say all just ignorance. Yep. Good news. So very recently, we've, we've, we've received Amazon deliveries in paperbacks first time uh, right. a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and uh, if, if these big guys uh, really start moving, they, they can turn the wheel, uh, they can turn the tide. Uh, for us, it's just we can create some noise. Uh, but our volumes will always be insignificant. But if we can make enough noise um, that uh, our customers are becoming aware of things and demanding from the bigger guys, um, hey, if the small ones can do that, why can't you? Then then things will eventually move, and that's, that's what we're hoping for.
0: Something else to consider if you're a brand listening to this and and you've done that change, um, I would really recommend having some sort of paper insert or maybe part of your um, order confirmation, order shipping notifications to let customers know how to dispose of whatever materials they're getting. For instance, uh, receiving a bunch of what I thought were styrofoam peanuts only to learn from a paper insert, hey, these are made of cornstarch. This is how you dispose yes. of them. You just melt them in water. They're totally fine. You could put them down the drain. Uh, but to think that could have just been tossed in the garbage, you know, and me being very disappointed in the brand going like, oh, I like peanuts, really? But yeah, if you have that little insert, just letting them know how to get rid of them. It's the way to go
1: absolutely and these these things are a great invention couple years yeah. old by now and it's it's fantastic you you don't need styrofoam no. you don't need it at all and, Marco, after this yeah. call
0: i'm going to send you <laughs> yeah. uh we have a merchant who uses uh mushroom packaging it's very cool it like grows around the packaging it's like really durable i'll send it to you after this because it's fascinating please, but yeah
1: yeah, <laughs> I, I I love these kind of things, and yeah, that is the only way how you how you really get hold of these things. You need yep. to talk to people uh, mm-hmm. or tumble across something. that, preferably, hearing from other entrepreneurs. Hey, I've seen something that is awesome. Have you have you heard about it? Here's the yep. link. Have a look at it, and that is how we uh, yeah um, keep on collecting new ideas as well. Speaking it's, of
0: uh, yeah. Oh, I love it. I no, was just go thinking- at, uh, Go Scotty. I was thinking about, as we as we wrap up the call here, speaking of giving back to a community of other entrepreneurs, we always like to ask merchants like yourself, if you were to go back to that first year and give yourself advice or to give a new merchant some advice, what would be the one thing you would say, hey, if you're starting a DTC business, consider this before you get started?
1: Um, yeah, definitely is a part I missed out. I mean, uh, probably uh, an almost classical mistake uh, for, for, for outsiders as, as ours, focus on the product and uh, too much ignorance of the others. Mm-hmm. But um, um, just um, looking at building a good tech stack is an important part. Um, looking at search engine optimization because it gives you free traffic. We get thousands and thousands of visitors because we we rank on the top three positions of Google for many of our important keywords. So looking into that and um, building the foundations at the beginning um, is important. Um, In terms of tech stack, uh, definitely email, definitely subscriptions, um, and uh, definitely product reviews, integrating those. And thinking a little bit about that tiny little ecosystem, looking at different apps which really seamlessly work together. That is important. And uh, yeah, I I, I can't stress enough the importance of subscriptions, especially if you're in in the food business or any other business where things need to be replenished on a a relatively short frequency.
0: Well, Marco, we've loved chatting with you today. And so we just wanted to wish you and Campfire Treats, and of course, Pippa, your dog, the best of luck (laughs) (laughs) for the rest of the year.
1: Thank you, Scotty. Thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate the chat with you.
0: We want to thank Marco once again for joining us. If you're interested in Campfire Treats, you can head on over to campfiretreats.com. And if you're looking for more of our episodes, you can check us out at rechargepayments.com slash hit subscribe.